we are back with another episode of SEC Tavern Talk, and I am back from my one-week hiatus. Uh, I decided since the, the Razorbacks were taking a week off, I could too. Actually, it was my voice that was taking the week off, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm all good now and ready to get started on some college football, and it was some good games last weekend. I'll go ahead and start, man, because I, I haven't been on here in a couple weeks. So, yeah, my boys, they put it on some Auburn Tigers. How about it? And Wes picked Auburn to win the game. I, I, I did. I did. <laughs> and, you know, there was a moment, especially towards the end of the first half, where it looked like Auburn was going to wake up. But uh, Arkansas honestly did just what they did to Bama. Right, had a strong third quarter, came out of the half, ready to go, and Auburn just couldn't catch up. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it, it was kind of difficult to watch because you know my wife's an Auburn fan. I, I was rooting for my pick to hit, and uh, at the same time, you know, kind of want Brian Harson to stay around. You know, give him a lifetime <laughs> contract. I think he's doing good things. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> I guess losing to Arkansas at home was what put the nail in the coffin for him. That's right. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, um, early on, I'll I'll say this. I didn't really get scared um, because we allow – our defense, they gave me a little bit of a scare because, you know, they were penetrating on us and we we, they got inside our 30-yard line twice and only came away with three points. So – I was, I was excited because, you know, the first time um, we had recovered a fumble, hmm, hmm, which got caught, which, which should have been a fumble, but they, they didn't call it. (laughs) Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. It was (laughs) so, so, cause there was no whistle. It's not like it was dead or anything, but they called it, uh, they said that he was down. He lost his forward progress, which was total BS. He's still moving forward, <laughs> and the ball comes out. But anyway, um, but what what I really liked about that is a lot of times we you would say that the refs are, you know, be, you know, what we try to say is you don't want the refs to beat us. Well, that's what the, the Razorbacks did in that instance. We didn't get the call. What we do on the very next play, we push them back 10 yards. That's right. <laughs> and, and like on the next two plays, they lost yardage. They ended up losing, I think, 13 yards on the two plays. And it got them out of field goal range. And he missed that first field goal. Yep. Um, and then they marched down there a second time. And, and that he actually hit it from the same distance because he, he had a try. <laughs> he had yep. a mulligan. But so to see that happen when we're not playing that great, but then we can – we can step up when we needed to on defensively. So I was happy about that. Then our offense started clicking and we just didn't stop clicking the rest of the game. And, and it was just fun to watch. KJ has just been uh, <laughs> outstanding the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the past two games really, because that's, I mean, that's when, when he came back. Cause, um, and that's another stat that people don't realize. Yes, we've lost three games. But two of those were without KJ. <laughs> yep. And one of them was the game that he got injured in. So we got him back. We got him back. So I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. You know, he had a great game, 16 for 24, 234 yards. 
another 45 on the ground, two touchdowns on the ground, and he did that Cam Newton celebration there. It was beautiful. Saw that, did you? <laughs> I yeah. loved it. <laughs> loved it. Uh, but that's what the big comparison with him for the past couple of years is that he's a lot like Cam Newton because he's yep. so big bodied and just bulls over people and, and, and can throw the ball. I think he throws better than Cam does, in my opinion. I agree. Um, but he's he's not quite the athlete that Cam was. Um, but he's got an arm. I mean, people don't realize that, but he's, his arm has really came on strong the last couple of games. So I'm excited to see that. He, he's getting a lot more done with his arm than his feet, and, and that makes me happy. Uh, Rocket Sanders put in another 171 yards on the ground. Uh, with one seventy-six yarder that he broke away for, and it was beautiful, beautiful. I didn't even look at at how much he is ahead as far as the the rushing yards in the SEC, but the last I checked, it was over two hundred yards. And so, a hundred seventy-six yard game or hundred seventy-one yard game is gonna it's gonna push that a little bit further. Yeah, that guy's out of control. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, I love it though. But anyway. It was a good game. We ended up winning uh, 41-27. We should have won 41-20, to but we let them score in like with 20 seconds left. <laughs> so, whatever. But All right, so I, I, I wouldn't interrupt except this is too good. So, Sanders is still number one in the SEC. Number mm-hmm. two is um, Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss. Ole Miss. And he's back seven yards, but – He's got nine games to Sanders's eight games. <laughs> so in eight games, <laughs> he's rushed for nine more yards. There's seven more yards. Yeah, there are seven more yards. Yeah, that's hilarious. Insane. And he's only a sophomore. <laughs> yeah, right. Please tell me he's a red shirt and he can get drafted this year and just go. I uh, I don't I don't think so. I hope not. No, no I, I don't think Probably he would. I, I don't think he would anyway, man. Um, I'm just too young. I think he. I really think that a lot of even even if they are red shirts, they should just play three years because it's just it's too I'm too big of a jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was it was a good weekend for me. I'm excited. Uh, this next weekend is not going to be quite as fun. We'll talk about that later. Um, so let's go on to the cocktail party, Mr. Snoop Dogg. Um, tell me, tell me about that game. I didn't even watch it. I was doing stuff. Well, it was, uh, just short of the spread by a half a point. <laughs> we, Georgia won by 22, but if, if you watch the game, it was not a 22 point game. It was more like a 60 point game. That's what it felt like. Um, because, Take away Stetson's two picks, and almost, God, he, I mean, he looked like a complete moron out there <clears throat> for no reason. I, I don't even understand why. Um, but, I mean, we still put up 555 total yards of offense. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> we put up more yards against Florida in a 22-point win than they put up against Kentucky. Like, that Kentucky, I mean, Tennessee only had 400 and something yards <clears throat> against Kentucky. So, like, it, it, it was a dominating win. And Florida only started to score after when we started turning the ball over. Like, mm-hmm. 
and they had really like they had one long like one busted um coverage play where they had like a long 75 yard touchdown if you look at the first half stats it's ridiculous they were for mo until the end like towards the end of the second quarter they were still negative in rushing yards (laughs) and uh like under 100 total yards it was it, it was ridiculous um and i mean we were up you know, we were up what twenty eight to th- no, yeah twenty eight three. Um, and so yeah, and then they came back. You know, they made it twenty eight twenty. But I mean, it, again, it was because of turnovers and just stupid play. And then M- Kirby and Munkin are like, listen, they're not stopping our run game. Our offensive line is pushing them all over the field. There's no reason to throw the ball. So we just – we ran it down their throats at that point um, and threw little screen passes. And <laughs> Brock Bowers made one of the most insane catches I've ever seen. JV, if you didn't see it, go watch it. It was um, pretty. Like, it, Stetson threw a horrible pass that the DB of Florida tipped – and in mid-stride, Brock t- just has the wherewithal to turn around, tip it to himself, catch it, and then run it the rest of the way for the touchdown. Like, <laughs> who does that? Wow. I looked at that, and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> and, and then he makes another catch, just like another not great pass by Stetson. He just robs it away from the db like altogether. he just like i don't know i mean that man is he's not human (laughs) the things he can do is insane but he had three catches on the day for 154 yards (laughs) Mm. that's mind-boggling yeah (laughs) yeah um (laughs) so um yeah, and then let's see. The thing that really is starting to surprise me is some of our like freshmen, not only on defense, but like a three star wide receiver, Dylan Bell. He's we've got him and Adonnie Mitchell, or need to call him AD, who AD's hurt right now, but he may be outside of Bowers, he may be our actual best position wide receiver um and dylan bell is becoming similar similar to that it, it seems he's really making them count but he's also like six two for you know receiver so <laughs> that's that help correct me if i'm wrong i thought bowers was a uh a tight end is, is he not did they move him he to is, receiver this okay is. okay no, no. No, no, no. That's why I was saying, um, I'm saying Ad Mitchell is our best like position wide receiver. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I, I know Bowers is, is spread out wide a lot, so it, it looks like he's, he's well. Receiver. I said that in the sense of like people say, like people say our best receiver as, um, you know, all encompassing. Yeah, I got you. And so that that's all I meant. But um, 
what's what's cool about this is so Tennessee and Georgia before this game were one and two in total offense, both points per game and yards per game. I believe I know mm-hmm. yards per game, and it was separated by about forty a game, I believe, and um, it. Well, that's not the updated stat because it now. Well, no, I was looking at the web page, but um, I think it's now only separated. Yeah, so it's five fifty three average for Tennessee and five thirty point one for Georgia. So it, it's the the gap has closed in you know in the, in the last week, but. Um, and we'll, you know, I'll talk about that more as we talk about picks and 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 all that later in the show. But when you got the defense that Georgia has, plus the offensive numbers they're putting up, it's, it's a good team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was fun. I mean, as always, Jacksonville is an experience unlike any other, and uh, you know, I love. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned about how the the they what, have more yards in Tennessee and they went over Kentucky and I was just looking at these stats on Kentucky game man like what is this what kind of offense is this Rich Scangarello however you pronounce his name running over there in Kentucky man because dude Tennessee is not a good defense. Mm-mm. To only get six points against them, what the heck? And and here's the kicker, man. And, and Will Levis is a great quarterback. Uh, and they were talking about him being like, you know, top five draft pick. And he he goes 16 for 27, which is really good, right? But 2.4 yards per pass. <laughs> like, it's all like shovel passes pretty much. Like, geez. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, 98 passing yards on the game on those 16 completions. Ridiculous. Like, what the heck? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, yeah, so Tennessee beats Kentucky 44 to 6. And I, is, are they just moving on to basketball? Like, what, what's the deal? I don't get it. <laughs> it. It boggles the mind because before this game, Tennessee was giving up more than 400 yards through the air. Yeah, I mean they, they they were in the bottom two in the SEC, and now they're now they're at three ninety three, right? So I mean yeah. this game brought their average up where they're <laughs> they're giving up, but still, average almost four hundred yards, even with that atrocious performance. You got to think a quarterback like Will Levis could have let it fly a little more, but yeah. I, I think really that has to do with scheme. I, I you know we, we see some matchups that just come out of nowhere. We'll talk about another one here uh, in a minute from the East. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, sometimes a team just comes out of nowhere and performs better than expected. And mm-hmm. nothing to do but go, you know, well played to the film crew, right? They they, they found the right trends. They, they scouted the, the, the right plays. And they came out with a better game plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of uh, the other big scheme mismatch that happened um the mayor's cup the battle of the columbias yep um 
Missouri puts a throttle in on uh, South Carolina, 23 to 10. And man, we were like singing the praises of uh, Shane Beamer all, all season long. And my gosh, that was just, but, but Missouri has been giving people problems week after week mm-hmm. after week. And we kept saying, I was like, they're a little sneaky, getting pretty decent. <laughs> like, that that Georgia loss isn't looking as bad as it first did, is it? That's true. That's true. No. Nope. People people don't want to admit Missouri has a good defense. Yeah. They're, they're not, you know, top 10, but they've got one of those scrappy defenses that just plays hard. Yeah. And they come out with a good game plan. I mean, they, they held Georgia for three and a half quarters to almost nothing. And, um, you know, did the same thing on the road at the other Columbia. And I, I think if you, if you lose to the new guys on the block, it, you should be called the other Columbia. <laughs> I mean, and that's not to take anything away from Shane Beamer. He's still got, I mean, five and three, you know, still trending toward a, a, a really good season for, you know, preseason expectations, especially when you've got, Two, divi- two division teams in the top four that, that'll likely be in the top four of the, the playoff committee rankings coming out later on this week. So, I mean, you know, if he finishes eight and four, nine and four with a, with a bowl, uh, bowl win, it's not a bad season, all things considered, but this is still a bad loss. Yeah. And he's, they still have Tennessee and Clemson too. So uh, I don't, I'm seeing five losses on this on this schedule. <laughs> like so, I, I think I think they'll they'll split those. I, I really do. I, I I'd like to see them win both, though. <laughs> but I, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That's 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 a rough one. But we'll get we'll get to those games when when they get here. How to how, they got to close the season with those two games, man? <laughs> like, can you? It's gonna be rough. Can you imagine? Oh man, we're like. Uh, what at that point they'll be what seven and seven three? and three seven and three is like man we're having a good season oh snap we've got two top four teams coming up <laughs> like but maybe actually Tennessee won't be um after this weekend just saying hmm. we'll get there um yeah so twenty three ten Missouri over South Carolina dang just breaking everybody's hearts. <laughs> All yeah. of us are falling in love with Shane Beamer uh, at home, nonetheless. But anyway, and me, I'm, I'm developing a hatred for Missouri. Eventually, I'll get there. So to, to see things like this, it, it, it's 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 getting it's building. So uh, <laughs> Ole Miss beats Texas A&M in a shootout. I guess you could call it that. <laughs> oh, poor Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> And I said it. I said it on air. Well, I had y'all read it on air. The worst loss they've had since Dennis Franchione in 2005, I think. 2000, yeah. No, no. Uh, De- Dennis Franchione came. Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. Because it was 03. 03, yeah, that's right. Because that was the first year we had uh, Shula. They have not started out a season three and five since 2003. And that just, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hate it for him. Yeah, poor Jimbo. Let's just all <laughs> have a moment of silence and play the smallest violins in the world for him. 
since you brought up uh Francione, this uh, uh the fan the Bama fans listening will, will understand this for a while we we would say that uh we gave uh Texas A&M Francione and they gave us Gene Stallings. We'll take that. <laughs> That's a nice trade off. Yeah, it is. They also gave you Bear Bryant too, but you know. That's fair. Cuz he was at A&M before he went to Alabama. Yeah, he was he was at A&M right before Bama. Right, Cuz yeah. he, he was at Kentucky before them. I like to say Arkansas gave you Bear Bryant because that's where he's from, but you know, we'll we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a, what what was the name of that town? It's like Soggy Bottom, Arkansas or something like that. Uh, I have to look that up. We'll we'll get there. You look that up while we move on. You look yeah, that up while we move on to the next game. Hey, did, were there any good top 25 matchups this past week? Because um, I know we picked a couple of them. But they looked good during picks, but uh, <laughs> Ohio State, Penn State, and uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State Ooh. weren't uh, anything we, that was we want to remember. <laughs> it was. I saw that. I was like, man, I just I, that just blew my mind. 48 and nothing <laughs> like, mm-hmm. against a top 10 team. <laughs> like, geez. Uh, and, and Bill Snyder's not even coaching. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, man, that was, that was rough. So yeah, we, that was that game. And yeah, the, uh, Ohio state, which honestly, I thought Ohio state would beat Penn state a little bit worse than they did. Um, by the way, Michigan, throttled them a couple of weeks ago so yep. i don't know but morrow bottom arkansas was the name of that town thank you That's uh it. thank you to our our stat looker uppers in the background <laughs> west west mewborn <laughs> the, the producers just sent me a a message it was <laughs> wait, wait, i'm bottom. getting something <laughs> i'm getting something <laughs> it was morrow bottom arkansas <laughs> Hello, great. Once, once we go back to video, it's like, well, what's that? What's that? Morrow Bottom, Arkansas. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm being told. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. We've got the, when you're listening to this, the, the top four would have probably already came out. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but let's let's just discuss that for just a second. Because right now we've got uh, AP says Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, and Michigan, and they have Tennessee and Ohio State tied at second, which is stupid. Just yep. put one in front of the other, like especially they've already said that uh, Ohio. I think one of them does have more votes. They just because they were so close, they they put them at a tie, which is dumb. Like just make a decision. My gosh. <laughs> um. And then, you know, Clemson and Alabama are the last two or the first two out. Um, so when the committee comes out with theirs, how different do you think it's going to be? Do you, do, you, do you see these same four? Do you see them in a different order? Uh, what say you, Wes? Oh, I th- I'm thinking I, – I, I think for one, they're going to be in a different order. And – um, because of that, I think it's going to be the same teams. Uh, if, if they come out in the same order, I can see Clemson get, getting snuck in there instead of Michigan. But um, I, and it, that still may happen. 
but I'm thinking that Ohio State and Georgia are going to be one and two. I think Tennessee will settle in at three, and then we'll probably see um, probably Michigan, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Clemson up there uh, in in the four spot. Uh, but I mean, at this point, you've got um, you know Georgia's playing Tennessee this coming weekend. You've got Ohio State, Michigan still on the slate, so it's not going to be anything that anybody really has a right to complain about. Sorry, TCU, deal with it, keep winning, and you'll be in. You know, I I, I don't win see your games. It. That's you, yeah, that's <laughs> all you got to do. And and their path to the Big Twelve uh, title just got a little bit easier with uh, Oklahoma State getting thumped. Uh, it damages their strength to schedule a bit, but if they're 13 and 0 Big 12 champion, they'll probably sneak in the top four and bump um, either a second SEC or a second Big 10 team out. But that's that's getting on on down there. I, I think for for now, those top six definitely are are probably going to be intact. Mm-hmm. Uh, top six or seven are, are going to be there. I think probably Ohio State would would edge out Georgia for the number one spot, primarily because of the 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 shellacking they gave to Penn state uh, this past weekend. And as good as Georgia looked against Florida, Florida's not, uh, you know, a, a ranked team, um, you know, not a top 15 team. So I, I think that's going to be what sticks in their minds uh, for the, the, the polling reasons. So I, you know, Ohio state, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan. That's how I expect it. Yeah. The thing is Ohio state's just been running through everybody. Like yeah. they haven't been, like their their biggest test was against Penn State, and they you know they beat them forty four thirty one, um, which is actually not not as bad as I thought it would be. Like I said, um, you know, because I think Michigan, well, Michigan put it on them a couple a couple of weeks ago, forty one seventeen. So, yep. um, man, see, I I, I don't think they're going to be as as high on Tennessee as as AP is really. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think they'll, I don't, I don't think they will be number two. I think they might be number three. Um, but it would not surprise me to see Ohio state, Georgia, and then Michigan and Tennessee. It will, it just, it wouldn't surprise me to see that. And primarily because, um, you know they're they're they had that shootout at home against Bama. That's their marquee win. Yeah, they thumped LSU. They thumped uh, Kentucky, but they looked pretty pedestrian against Florida. And Florida's not very good. Um, Georgia just blew them out. <laughs> so um, they 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 look pretty pedestrian against Pitt's Pitt. And we see that Pitt's not very good. Pitt's lost to freaking Georgia Tech. So. Um, but here recently they've had some shellackings that they've done on some other teams like uh, Kentucky and UT Martin. And they allowed 24 points against them for some reason. Um, and the LSU game looks bad. But I just think with Michigan's body of work, the way they've just been stroking everybody, um, Penn State being the biggest one there, but then you got got Michigan State, Indiana, Iowa. I mean, they've just been plowing through everybody. It would not surprise me to see Michigan ranked ahead of Tennessee at number three, um, and Tennessee at four. I think I think Georgia and Ohio State are a lock to be one and two, and yeah. 
uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Ohio State being number one right now because of who they played and how they've beaten them. Now, Georgia's got a chance this weekend to prove everybody wrong. Um, I think they're better than Ohio State. They just haven't shown it. Um, so, four of these teams have to play each other. So, uh, yep. Clemson and TCU are sitting back there like, okay, let's see what happens. We just got to do what we can do. You know what I mean? So, That's right. all right, Rob, you got you got skin in the game here. What you what you got to say? I, I, I actually disagree with y'all. I think that, well, I think Ohio State, they'll put them at one. I agree there, but. I actually think they're going to put Tennessee at two. Georgia at three. Um, Michigan four. And then Clemson at five. I would say TCU at six, but, I mean, it's Alabama. They're going to put them at six. Yeah. Um, I could almost see them putting Oregon at seven, if I'm being honest. Um, I know TCU's undefeated, and I think TCU deserves it right now. But, man, the media's been talking about Oregon. And, uh, I mean, because really, like, the only bad game they played is against Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's and it wasn't really the – I mean, they played bad because Georgia just played dominant. And that was a 3,000-mile mile plane ride to get yeah. there, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of that, but okay. So here's my thing: the media, all of them, they love Ohio State. Uh, like all the reasons y'all said as well, they'll be number one. I'm almost certain. Um, and the reason I ha- say that Tennessee will be at number two, not that I think they should be, but I think they will because they are the talk of this year. No one – everyone is talking about how good Tennessee's offense is. doesn't matter how good their defense is. No one cares. They're all talking about their offense. Um, you know, they they limit Kentucky in one game, and all of a sudden, oh, their defense is good. It's like, okay, let's calm down. But, um, but it's all about – let's be honest, these first – couple weeks of playoff rankings at least especially the first one they don't know what they're doing they're just throwing one together and hoping it sounds somewhat intelligent um and right now they're gonna see tennessee as the hotter team to me um yeah georgia's coming off of florida but georgia the I don't know. They they love to kind of underrate Georgia. I feel like, um, which I mean, I don't care honestly. Right now, it means nothing. <laughs> if we don't if we don't win this coming Saturday, then it doesn't matter anyway because we're done. Our season's over if we lose to Tennessee <clears throat> because they'll go to the SEC championship. Probably beat it, and then if they meet Bama, Bama probably wins the rematch. And then they're probably both in, and Georgia's out. So this is this is the season for Georgia. Georgia has to win this game, which we'll talk about later. But I'm just saying, I think for now they're going to put Tennessee at two, Georgia at three, Michigan four, Clemson five, Alabama six, TCU, Oregon seven, eight, 
and then right out of the top, right now the top ten. I don't pack twelve, huh? More pack twelve. Yeah, probably. I mean, I could see them slipping Ole Miss in there, but honestly, I doubt it. Just given that LSU beatdown really hurt them. Yeah, like that. That's gonna be. That's going to be noticeable when they're looking at it. Um, so, I mean, who cares? UCLA, USC, who cares? You know. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I love that you're trying to give Tennessee all the rat poison and say they're going to be number two above Georgia. But I got to think if the playoff committee is going to have Oregon at seven, eight, maybe even six, you know, depending on what they do, that win head-to-head with Georgia's got to give Georgia some some bonus points there at the top of the poll. No, I agree they should be too. No. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm what, saying what will be. I'm saying I don't think they will be. That's, that's the fair. thing is early in these polls, that's, that's the time when I'd feel like they don't get it right half the time. Usually at the end of the year, for the most part, they get the right teams in there. But for now, they're just kind of throwing teams together because they don't know how that season's going to play out. They're just guessing. Mm-hmm. So are we, if we're being honest. We don't know how the season's going to play out. We know that, you know, Ohio State, Michigan's got to play. Georgia, Tennessee's got to play. We know that. We don't know the results. We don't know, you know, we don't know how the SEC championship's going to – who's going to be in it, who's going to win it, you know, all that. So, um, I'm just saying I think, I think uh, they've shown early on in their picking of the playoff rankings that um, they don't necessarily make the decisions they should. But um, And I think, honestly, I think this is going to be, this could be the hardest year to get the quote-unquote right teams in. Because normally there's four that are, like, pretty obvious, and then maybe one other that's like, okay, you could have made an argument, one or two others. This year, you got a bunch of teams that are still fighting for it. I mean, right now the top seven, maybe top eight and nine are, like, still vying for it at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. We never have said that in the entire history of the playoffs that I can recall. Yeah, not at this point, you know. Right. To uh, two thirds into the season. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm and, excited. And, and to your point, Rob, the, the first rankings don't mean a whole lot. I, I still, it's going to be forever a trivia question. Who was the very first team ranked number one in the college football rankings? think way back 2014 the very first playoff rankings that came out what was the number one team do y'all remember mississippi state mississippi state that's right <laughs> Dak prescott Dak prescott <laughs> baby <laughs> and, and yeah. how'd that work out for them I yeah, they, didn't, they didn't stay there very long no not at all yeah and uh you know it's it's a lot of football left to play <laughs> you know uh, and for for anybody who loved the bcs chaos Right, root for Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee to all finish with one loss. Yeah, you know, 
Clemson and TCU to, to win their uh, conferences undefeated. Oregon to win in Pac-12 with one loss to Georgia. And uh, Ohio State and Michigan to fight it out for the Big Ten. Right? That would be insane uh, to, to finish the season. But there's there's a lot of things that have to fall right for that kind of chaos. Yeah. You know? Um, well, let's, moving on, the, the biggest news in the college football world right now is um, Brian Harson getting fired, which we all saw coming from <laughs> be, before the season started. So what? the fact that we're just now talking about it in week eight is kind of ridiculous. Like, they gave him a lot of leash. <laughs> like, um, and he hung himself with it. And he <laughs> hung himself with it. So I just want to read this because it's kind of comical. They've got some people. Uh, this is on SB Nation, actually. They put out a list of um, possible hires. Tom Arth, who is at San Diego, uh, is with the San Diego Chargers right now. Not San, LA Chargers, whatever. Um, it's they wrote San Diego Chargers. By the way, I didn't make that mistake. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Donald Hill Ely, who is with uh, Georgia Tech right now, running the backs coach. Used to be at Alabama State. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Chronic, who is currently at Mercer. The Chronic. Yeah, exactly. Please, please be Chronic. Uh, Brent, Brent Crennan from uh, San Jose State. Wouldn't that might not? Maybe. But I don't know if they will go back to the um, uh, group of five again with this one after, after this experiment that they just had. Yeah. Anyway, Sean Elliott, who is a current head coach at Georgia State, Eli Drinkwitz um, okay. from Missouri, Mike Bobo, currently off the offensive uh, coordinator, or former offensive, no, he's, he was a head coach at Colorado State and now he's at uh, Auburn. Um, I don't know. Derek Mason. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. such a He did such a bang-up job in Vandy. Yeah, you know. To to never have a winning season at Vandy, it's such a great such a great job. Um, right after a guy just went back to back nine win seasons at Vandy, and, and you can't you can't win six. Come on, dude. Um, and then Ed Ogeron is on the short list as well. I'm like, come oh on, gosh. dude. That is a Cajun. Like his last job was LSU. I don't. I mean. I, I just I don't see that happening. Uh, here's the funny one though, and I'm just I'll, it's funny to me because I know too much about him. Sam Pittman, they've got him listed at uh, no way. They they said that he's uh, they rated them all too, and this guy yeah. and they have him rated seven out of ten as Auburn head coach rating, and it says after a career as an FBS assistant. Pittman is making the most of his time to shine. He managed to use the transfer portal to navigate Arkansas out of a ravine Chad Morris left them in. Sound familiar? And I'm like, okay, listen. (laughs) Sam Pittman grew up in Oklahoma. He grew up an Arkansas Razorbacks fan. This is his last job. He is retiring here. He's done. He's not going anywhere else. It's not happening. So shut up. Go back to Edo. Read his Auburn ranking. Like coach Rankin. eight out of ten. Yeah, I saw that because I looked at that list. Please earlier. get Coach O. That Actually, you know, who, you know who I would love for them to hire, and I mean this with all sincerity. Bring back Urban Meyer to the SEC. Oh, <laughs> <Lord>. Please. 
Dude, you just want trouble to come back. Because <laughs> like, it mm. follows him like a like a like a puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> it it really does. I I forgot who I don't remember who it was that said it in the tavern, but uh Auburn looks to become uh Tennessee of the last decade or so with their poor coaching hires, the way they've gone downhill. Yeah. And you gotta think after after Malzahn's uh, big 2017 year, right, where he beat uh, Georgia and Alabama, just kind of faded out, and now you've got Brian Harson. If they have another bad coaching hire, Please. somebody that that uh, flames out in uh, two or three years, <laughs> flames, look out for your boy. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you could be three bad hires in a row they could be looking at a decade or more of mediocrity. Yep. So, so reading over that list earlier, I'll tell you who I hope they don't hire, but would be probably the one good hire to me on that list. And that's Drinkwitz. Yeah. I think uh, Drinkwitz, I think he is a good coach who's coaching at a crappy program in Missouri and he's making the best he can of that. But you get him at a place like Auburn, mm-hmm. get him where he can recruit, like over here in the East part, yeah. in, in Georgia and Alabama. And like, mm-hmm. I think he could do some damage. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I like Drinkwitz. I, I think he's a good coach that's, that's just in a bad situation right now, if yeah. I'm being honest. So I, I actually think that, you know, that that's the best one on that list that they could hire personally. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even mention the guy who's 10 out of 10, the, the, the Auburn head coach rating is 10 out of 10, Mr. Lane Kiffin. Yep. That one, <laughs> that one I saw that. I, I just laughed because I was like, there's no way he's going no. there. Uh, it's <laughs> dude. He's like, I think, I think Lane is in a good spot right now, and I don't think he wants to go anywhere. Like, I think oh, he's got it made. He, yeah, for real. Like, he's got they worship him in Oxford. Absolutely, man. And and the thing is, I, I think when it comes down to it, he doesn't want a, a huge, ridiculous challenge like Auburn, like coming right. coming out of the dumps. It's not, it's not what he wants because he doesn't want to look bad. Right now, he looks good. He looks like the king of college football at Ole Miss right now. Even even with that loss uh, two weeks ago, so like, it don't matter. Like he's he's got it made in the shade. He ain't going anywhere. Um, and and one that that has been thrown around was Hugh Freeze, and mm-hmm. it very well could happen. I mean, he's been in the SEC before. He just got an extension at Liberty, so I don't know. Um, and then somebody today, I was at a party today i live in alabama you know um and they were talking about Dion sanders coming to auburn no he already he already shut that down immediately oh they he did yeah. about that and he said why would i want to take over a, a program that's as i don't remember the exact words he said but basically said a crap program like that right now yeah he they asked him about that he immediately shut down auburn good for him Good for him. Yep. It, I, honestly, I, I think Dion is is waiting for Florida State. I mean, oh, yeah. like you were talking about Sam Pittman. 
right? That's that's his dream spot. Like that, if 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 he's gonna make that jump from an HBCU to a Division One or FBS program, it's gonna be his alma mater. I, yeah. I can't think of any other place that he would go. Well, I mean, you think about it though. Like that's why I put that poll in the tavern. How long y'all think he's gonna, you know, be here before he gets job offers and takes one? Mm-hmm. He, he's not gonna be it. The way he's coaching and recruiting at Jackson State, pretty soon he's gonna be getting some big time job offers from like multiple schools. Yep. Yeah, and and some that he's not gonna be able to turn down. So he might want to go to Florida State. But I'm saying, like, he he's going to get some really attractive offers. I, yeah. I do believe that. And also be careful what you wish for, right? Because Willie Taggart always wanted to go to Florida State. And he got that dream job, and it did not turn out well. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there, there may be something to going up to a, a, a next-level program, maybe a group of five-type program, another program in Florida. Right, even yeah. you know, like a UCF, yeah, one of those kinds of programs, and, and really get into the FBS level. Um, I, I think that that would be interesting. But to, to the idea from Lane Kiffin, I I, I got to share this with. I think I, I have in the chat uh, before, but a friend of mine who's a a, a journalist uh, knew him way back when I was in uh, Montevallo shared an interesting correlation of stats and as some baseball fans you guys might appreciate this okay every other time so not every time but every other time a major league baseball player hits more than uh, 60 or more home runs in a season auburn fires their coach (laughs) started 1927 when babe ruth did it (laughs) auburn fired their coach when it happened in uh was 61 uh roger maris yeah um jordan they kept him. Okay. Fast forward to the next time, 98, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. They fired, um, who was it? Um, Bowden, Terry Bowden. Terry Bowden, yep. Yep. And then, um, then and when, it, when, when it happened in 2001, they kept Tuberville. All right. Now, let's go a little bit deeper. In 1927, when they fired their coach, they hired their replacement from the University of Mississippi, or Mississippi College, as it was known at that point in time. Okay. In 98, when they replaced him, who'd they go for? 98? Yep. Uh, Tuberville. Yep. And where did he coach? Was he at, Mississippi? Was he at Ole Miss? He was at Ole Miss. That's right. He was at Ole Miss. Because he said he wasn't leaving Ole, uh, Ole Miss unless it was in a pine box. That's right. That's right. So it's happened again, and we all know that with the whole Aaron Judge interrupting our college broadcast. Now that he's gotten to that mark, does Lane Kiffin know his destiny? (laughs) If anybody's going to break the mold, it's going to be Lane Kiffin, though. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. (laughs) That's funny, though. Yeah, that's just, you know, fun stats just to throw together and think, wow, okay. That, that's the thing that happened. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I, I would like for them to hire somebody who sucks. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> I think we all would. Yeah, I think we all would. I'd like uh, somebody with with more personality than coaching ability. There we go. That's that's what I want. 
another make sec media day fun yeah <laughs> make the the post-game interviews fun but yeah. when it comes down to it you know we'll, we'll have them for two or three years and, and then gone anybody in in particular huh coach joe coach joe yeah give me coach joe I, I mean i'll take coach that's all a day. character Saban and Coach O in the same state. Hey, and he doesn't even have Dude. to change it. He can still say, go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, that's or, hilarious. Or when he gets confused, he can go, what, what, are, the, what are these eagles? <laughs> <laughs> go Tigers. Oh, man. I, I, I'm liking Coach O. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Yeah. Um, that's been the trend though. We've, we've been getting good media personalities in recent years. So let's, mm-hmm. let's keep that going. Auburn. Um, here's the thing. Auburn is never going to be where they, they're never going to be a powerhouse football program until they stop letting the boosters run the program. Just yep. simple as that. Nice. Uh, the same crap was happening at Alabama. Saban, when Saban was hired, he said, I will not leave Miami unless you give me full control. And that's what he did, and that's what he's done. Like, yep. Yep. So, whoever they hire, they need to hire him for real, bring in a football coach, and let him run the daggum. Let, let the football coach handle the football program, period. Yeah. <laughs> so, let him, let him be that, that uh, CEO of the program. Exactly. Or they can just not, and we can enjoy, you know, them sucking. That's, I mean, that that's an option, and I'm okay with that. But if you're an Auburn fan, that's what you would want. Even though, just like you were talking about, should Georgia be number one? Yes, but <laughs> will they? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we all agree Georgia's the best team in, in the country right now, but they probably won't be come the when the rankings come out. But, anywho, uh, let's move on to, speaking of LSU and Ed Orgeron, different different LSU coach, let's move on to the Mad Hatter picks. Um, we will start with Mr. Producer, Wes Mewborn. What's going on, uh, Wes? Uh, what, what you got here on, on your, your uh, Mad Hatter? Yeah, I, I really had it narrowed down uh, to two games, uh, and two games in the SEC. So, it's good that uh, we're coming up on picks. Um, I'll go ahead and say it. JB, I'm sorry. Uh, y'all know I was high on Arkansas preseason, and I, I wouldn't mind being wrong, but Liberty being a 13-and-a-half-point dog uh, on the road to uh, the Razorbacks, give me Liberty to pull the upset. That's fine. Keep picking against us, man. I like it when you do that. <laughs> I mean, <Yep. laughs> do it every week. I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Rob? <clears throat> I was going back and forth between two, um, but I don't. I don't think Nebraska can win crap. So, get, yeah. neither does Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are they playing no. Illinois? Huh? No. They playing Bielema? No. That's okay. gonna pick them though. Give me Michigan State over Illinois. What? Oh, nice. Yeah. Man. Uh, no, Nebraska is playing Minnesota. I oh, that's right. Yeah. That one, it's a 15 point spread, but give me the 16 and a half. Uh, on the road too. Wow. That's a bold pick. Yeah, it is a bold pick, but uh, I don't know. I, I got to do it. 
Go big or go home, right? That, that's that's my former dog coach there. Got a root. Yeah, for Mel him. Tucker. I guess my former coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who I was I, glad I, to see leave, but I'm happy to see that they're doing well. I knew that. Uh, I knew that that was going to get your attention, JV. Picking that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I like Bert. Um, I like him at Illinois more than I do at Bert. Arkansas. Um, you know, that's uh, Arkansas guys. That's what we call him. Uh, it's, it's always been Burt. Um, but I like him at Illinois more than I do at Arkansas. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wish them all success and I hope they win this week and I hope they crack the top 10. So yeah, there we go. Um, speaking of Burt, the only loss they've had all, all season long was the first game of the year against the Indiana Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. And that's who I'm picking this week. Nice. They got a home game against Penn State. And y'all know I love me some James Franklin. I've been singing his praises for years. But here's what has happened with Penn State. They do so well at the beginning of the year. They've got this every, – everybody's high on them. They've got them in the top five, top ten, whatever. They're undefeated. And then they lose a the game. And then they kind of shake a little bit, and then they lose another game, and yep. and, and they they kind of fall apart at the end of the year, um, and they they end up with seven eight wins a lot of times after everybody's saying that they're top ten. So I'm feeling this come apart happening this weekend with with Indiana dropping five straights to some some of them are pretty respectable teams like Cincinnati, uh, Michigan. I think Maryland's not too bad. Yeah, Maryland's actually having a good season. Uh, and then, you know, there's the Rutgers on, on the road and Nebraska on the road. But, man, they've dropped five straight. They're bound to win a daggum game, especially at home, um, especially against, you know, this big ABC game. Penn State's coming to town. I just – I don't know. I feel like they got this, man. I, I, let's just let's just give it for the Hoosiers. Um, good movie, by the way. Um, yeah, get, give me Indiana to, to, like upset, to upset Penn State. Poor Franklin. I do like Franklin a lot. The, uh, the Big Ten has some coaches that I like a lot. Um, so, P.J. Fleck is one of my favorites, though, at, at Minnesota. Which I think – who uh, to Nebraska, yeah. I looked at that one, too, thinking, but no. Not, give me P.J. on that. Um, all right, so moving on to the SEC. We've got a slate of games starting at 11 o'clock. Uh, or 12 o'clock if you're over there in uh, Georgia. Um, we've got Kentucky versus Missouri, and Kentucky is a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. So they're giving they're giving them a, a slight victory over there. So, all right, Wes, who you got in this game? Man, I'd like to say Kentucky rebounds after that Tennessee game and uh, gets it done on the road against Missouri, but the way they lost against Tennessee and the, the, the fight, the spirit that Mizzou had going on the road uh, to the other Columbia, I think Missouri's kind of the hot team here. I think they're coming into this game with some momentum. They're at home. They got a chance to knock off a, a good team uh, in division. So give me, give me Missouri outright. Nice, good picks. Uh, Snoop Dogg, what's up? What you got? It's it's funny. It's almost dead even on the matchup predictor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It, I mean, we're talking about less than a percent. Um, and preseason, no one would have ever said that. No, correct. <laughs> no Two weeks one. ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. No one would have ever said that. I I think Kentucky, after getting embarrassed, is going to come back and, and win this one. But I think it's going to be close. If you had asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said Kentucky wins this decisively. But I, I think it's going to be a close one that Kentucky wins, like, in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't think Will Loves is going to have the, the horrible game that he had against Tennessee two games in a row. And, uh, you know, the one big factor, which – I'm surprised to not, not play that much into the Tennessee game is Chris Rodriguez. Um, he did rush for a good bit, but they just didn't get it in the end zone. Um, and so if Kentucky can play <clears throat> field position well, I think they'll get the job done. So give me Kentucky, and I mean, it's a point and a half. So <laughs> unless, unless they just happen to win by – one you know one point then <laughs> the spread yeah um man for kentucky it's been a tale of two thirds for them like you know the, the first third of the season they went 4 and 0 and then the the next uh, the, the the in the second act they they went uh 1 and 3 so, I mean, they've dropped three out of their last four games. So, it's like uh, here, the final act is coming. What is this team made of? Do they do they wrap it up nicely in a, in a nice tight little bow? Um, or do they just go off the rails? Who knows? I mean, they've, um, they've got at least one win here with Vandy. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, man, I, I, I would like to pick Kentucky. Missouri's looking really good right now. I mean, not really good, but they're looking better than Kentucky right now. Um, I think they're coming in hot, and they're at home, um, and it's cold in Columbia. (laughs) And they're used to it. So, yeah, give me Mizzou to win this at home in front of their home crowd. Uh, I'm probably going to have some friends there, I think. Um, All right, so next game – We've got Florida goes to College Station to take on Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a three-point favorite at home, which means it's a dead-even game. <laughs> and I get it. I get it, man. Oh, Wes, who you got in this game? Man, I tell you what, these are two teams that are just fading down the stretch. I mean – Florida's lost back-to-back games. Granted, it's LSU and Georgia. Uh, A&M's lost four in a row. Um, and really, if they, if they lose this week, they're playing for a bowl game. They've got to win out. They've got to win three of the next four just to make it to the postseason. And neither team has a very good defense. Texas A&M is, is good at the pass. Um, but neither team has a good offense either. A stat that stands out, uh, the turnover battle. 
at home, A&M is minus one on the season for turnovers. And on the road, Florida is plus three. So give me the Gators uh, to take the win on the road and get A&M at three and six. So from what the top five or six preseason to playing for their <laughs> postseason life, who, who would have thought they'd have to beat UMass to ensure that they could possibly go to a bowl game? Oh, please. Yes. Yes, please. So, yeah, give me the Gators. <laughs> All right, Rob, who you got here? Not so fast, my friend. Uh-oh. Come on. Honestly, I think this game is going to be terrible. And I I don't even want to pick it because... That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but, <laughs> I want to pick either one of these teams. <laughs> but to be honest, the, the the kicker for me is I just hate Florida, so I'm going to pick A&M. But that and the fact that when Florida is backed up at a record at like four and four, when they're th- at this point, they've... Sh- They've shown that they just give up. Now, granted, that may be that could be different under Napier, but they just lost Britton Cox. He uh, he tried to um, get in a fight in the Georgia game, and he got kicked off the team after this after that game. Um, so it's about time because we we got rid of him, and then he went to Florida. Now I got kicked off of theirs, so it's about time. Um, Mullen would never have done it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just – I think Florida's spirits are, are done. Um, but then again, so are a and so. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say three one-score losses in a row for A&M. Yeah. Yeah. By three, by six, and by four. Give me A and M by literally the spread three. <laughs> yeah, if that. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, uh, in a seven overtime shootout with, yeah. when, when nobody's even scoring, they just—it's the same score for seven overtimes because <laughs> final score is twelve to nine. <laughs> after after nine overtimes. Uh, Texas A&M comes out with the victory over Florida, seven to nothing. <laughs> oh, or I guess it will be eight to nothing because you have to go for two. Uh, anyway, man, I, I like I said earlier, I don't want to pick either one of these teams. They neither one of them look like any. I just. Pfft. I will. Pick, I'm going to go with Rob. I'm going to pick the team that I hate the most, and it's going to be Texas A&M. Um, they've lost four in a row. Why not make it five? Put them at three and six, and let them be playing for a bowl game the the rest of the way. And they won't get it <laughs> because I'm not seeing. I I don't even see three wins now. Like because they've got to win three. I mean UMass. Is a surefire win. Auburn, maybe you got to go on the plains and and if 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 they've got if uh, what's his name steps up if they put the OC as the um, as Mike Bubbo if they put him there as a uh, interim, I don't know, man. I don't think they can beat Auburn. <laughs> so, Bobo is, uh, and I know they can't beat LSU. I think LSU not at Auburn, huh? Bubbo is not at Auburn anymore. 
He's an analyst or or, uh, special whatever at Georgia. Okay. Like a a special offensive advisor or something. It's basically what it's 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 Kirby's what Saban's been doing. doing, Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I mean, it, depending on who they have as their interim head coach, I, I mean, I might could see Auburn, you know, beating A and M at home, really, as bad as they are, um, and I definitely don't see A and M beating LSU. So, man, this is a, just a a bad, a bad, bad, bad year for A and M, and it's bad off the field too. They've got some issues going on, so like people yeah. are leaving people are getting cut like it's just it's it's been it's been rough and i love every single minute of it man so give me ar15 and the florida gators to win this game this coming weekend so all right love it moving on next game we have got uh da, 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 da. tennessee in georgia number 2 versus number 1 between the hedges georgia is an eight and a half point favorite at home and that game is on cbs Wes, I don't even have to ask, but I will. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Georgia, right? We we all know this because Georgia is not low down. Georgia is not some snitches. Yep. I I actually like Georgia. Um, in, in general, I like their coach. I, I like their their style of football, and uh, quite honestly. Uh, just like in the national championship game, I expect to see Georgia succeed where Alabama failed. I think Georgia is going to be able to finish off Tennessee. I expect it to be closer than the spread, but I expect Georgia to be able to put the nail in the coffin and get it done in the fourth quarter. Yep. Uh, I'll let Rob go last. I'm going to say that Georgia wins and I say they win by double digits. Um, I would love that. I, I, I mean, that's not much more than the spread, really, um, with the eight-and-a-half-point spread. I, I think they – yeah, give me give me Georgia by 10. Because, honestly, man, Tennessee, their, their defense is terrible. I mean, I'm not going to say they're terrible, but they're not good. They're just they're not, not good. good. <laughs> and Georgia, Georgia's offense has really been stepping it up this year, and people are overlooking it. Like, they've been – putting some daggum points on the board. So, yeah, man, give me give me Georgia uh, to win by at least 10. So, all right, Rob. Well, I'm going to try to make this as little of a homer response as possible, but I, I fully acknowledge the fact that Tennessee could get this upset. Like, it can't happen. Um, their offense is really daggum good. But Georgia is averaging almost as many points and almost as many yards per game as they are. And they have the best defense in the country. (laughs) So I think that this Georgia team is honestly better overall than last year's Georgia team that won the national championship. That's scary. Like, but you're not wrong. (laughs) Like, honestly, it, it's we have more offensive weapons and we're and our defense is what was crazy is just for just for a stat like I don't know what it is after the Florida game but but before the cocktail party it was we were giving up like six points a game six point something points a game last year 
and now it's nine point one or something like that. Like, so we gave I given up three more points a game. Now I'm sure it's a little bit more now because we gave up twenty to Florida, but still, it's it's not much. Um, and so the the step back was not that much. Um, yes, we have some holes, but what team doesn't? Hmm. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is containing them. We don't want to get in a shootout with Tennessee. If we can contain their their um, offense in even in the slightest, and the biggest thing is. Stetson's got to not make mistakes. If he can just play within himself, we can get the ground game going. We can throw some short passes. This game, this should be Georgia's game. So give me Georgia. I'm going to say that they don't cover the spread, but that's just me trying to be an anti-homer. I I could see us covering the spread, but at the same time, I'm going to say that we don't. Um, but it's just, uh, um, yeah, it, it's one of those that I think it's going to be a hard-fought game <clears throat> and a good game. I think it's it's going to be huge. Um, I'll say this. I'm glad it's in Athens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, after we went to the um, – cocktail party we took my dad's best friend this year since my brother couldn't go and he was talking about he was like asking my dad you want me to get us tickets to athens next weekend and i wanted so bad to say yes but i can't take off work (laughs) like (laughs) there's no way they're gonna let me do it two week two saturdays in a row um because that would have been probably that would be probably the biggest game by far i've ever been to if if i got to go to this one but uh, one versus two or three or two versus three, whatever, you know. So, uh, the game of the century. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. you mentioned like every team has, has their holes and that's the thing. They can pick a, pick it apart all they want to, man. I think the closest to perfect I've seen in any team in recent in recent memories, got to be the 2019 LSU Tigers. I mean, that team was freaking loaded. Um, offense, defense, special teams, like I've never seen anything. Maybe if you want to go back to the 2001 Miami uh, Hurricanes, maybe. Um, but, yeah, you, you just – every team's got, got their downfalls. Um, but Georgia, like – it's theirs to lose this year, man. I, I, I agree. I think they're better than they were last year. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I hope the committee does rank Tennessee ahead of Georgia because that's just going to piss them off. <laughs> rat poison. Yes, rat poison. Exactly. All right. So next we've got uh, my two teams. <laughs> I told you. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this weekend. Um I mean, y'all know who my favorite is, but your alma mater, I, I, right? I did, I did attend both of these schools, but I only graduated from one of them. So, uh, we got number twenty-three Liberty Flames travels to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas is a thirteen and a half point favorite at home, and Wes already made his pick. But I'm going to let you give a defense for why you made that pick. 
I, I think it's because of the third quarter play. Liberty is outscoring their opponents in the third quarter by a wide margin. Um, I, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's typically somewhere in the double digits, 10 to 14, 10 or 14 to nothing in the third quarter. And that's where I've seen Arkansas pick up the pace and, and either separate if they're ahead like they did against Auburn or close the gap like they did against Alabama. But I think Liberty's strength in the third quarter, making those halftime adjustments coming out, is going to be what puts them o- over the edge and uh, gives them the win. That's fair. Rob? Not going to happen. Listen to this. You can say what you want about their margins, but the only <laughs> team that they beat of worth is Wake uh, they or the only team they played of worth is Wake Forest, and they lost. What are you talking yeah. about? They just played BYU. They played UAB, man, the Blazers. BYU is, is – they were proven to be not very good early in the season. They beat Southern Miss. Woohoo! They beat Akron, which Tennessee beat by like 75. Um, <laughs> Old Dominion, which is a basketball school. ODU. I know because I have a, a friend that played there. Um Gardner Webb, also a basketball school. <laughs> like, UMass, that's where Calipari used to coach. Yeah, UMass <laughs> that uh, has won one game, I believe. Yeah, one in, <laughs> one in they're like one in seven. Um, come on, man, Sam Pittman. Let let the record show though. If you're gonna not so fast me like that, let the record show against Wake Forest. Liberty won the third quarter, fifteen to nothing, and only lost by one point. So. And it was away. I I get it. I get. I'm just saying. Third quarter is theirs. That's fair. And that's when it's going to be. But is is all four quarters theirs? So that's the question. Shut it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So does Arkansas cover the spread though? I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to say it's a close game, but I I think Arkansas has had some struggles. I think they're going to be good enough to win this game. I think KJ Jefferson is going to have a good day, but it's, it's not going to be a a runaway game by any means. Yeah. Um, The only, I texted a, a friend of mine that lives here that actually went to Liberty. And I said, and we had been talking all year about how Liberty should be ranked and this, that, and the other. And I texted him the other day. I said, well, or yeah, I guess when the rankings came out, so where's Liberty finally is ranked, but I'm really hoping it's just for one week. And he texted me back. He said, sorry, but not going to happen. Um, and I get it because if you look at our common opponent, they beat BYU by more than we beat BYU. But look at the situation, okay? We went to freaking Provo <laughs> and played – at you know an altitude of about three thousand, which we're not used to, um, and and we still won. Was it? Jeez, uh, I mean, we still beat them by like three scores. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, and when we even had struggles in that game, and um, BYU had to go to Liberty, which was the biggest game they've ever hosted on campus. Period, because they haven't been playing football that long. So, like, this is the biggest team to ever come to Richmond. So, 
yeah, they're going to outperform. They're, they're going to show out. And they did. They beat them 41 to 14 at home. And I've, I talked to somebody who actually was there and they said that campus was freaking crazy before the game even started. Like it was just, um, so yeah, it was, they, they were not going to lose that game. There was no chance they were going to lose that game. And once they started winning, it was just like a snowball effect, man. Cause the crowd was there and it was just, it was beautiful. I watched the game. It was lovely. Love to watch it. I love, I always love it when Mormons lose, especially by that much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, give me the hogs. It's a home game. And Arkansas is at a point to where they have, they've got KJ back. They're back rolling. They're, they're, They've won two in a row after they dropped those three. So I think they get it going early. And I think in a if it turns into a shootout, which it probably will, I like KJ's chances and I like our defense's ability to make turnovers against them. So they're more of a running team and we're more of a running we're better at stopping the run because our, our strength is in our front six. Our secondary is trash. <laughs> luckily, their quarterback's um, about average. They don't have a great quarterback, so I really like our chances. I don't think we cover the score, the, the spread. I mean, I think it turns into a shootout. We might win by seven or eight. So, yeah, but give me the Hawks. Um, all right, next we've got – Man, we've got three more games. Um, number six, Alabama takes on number 15, LSU in Death Valley. Alabama's a 13-point favorite at night. Wes, uh, I'll let you go last. Uh, Rob, who you got? Uh, give me Bama, but <clears throat> and what's funny about this is if you would have asked me three or four weeks ago, same thing. I, I would have said that Bama wins this convincingly. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where LSU shot out of. Like, what, what, what happened? All of a sudden, they went from being a team that I thought completely sucked to a team that's back now in the top fifteen, and they had a six and two record. Like, you know, like they're they're playing well. Um, I think the fact that it's at night in Death Valley plays a factor. Um, so give me Bama, but not by the spread. I'll lay six points for Bama. And we'll say they win it in a field goal game. Nice. Um, I think if you give Nick Saban two weeks to prepare for a game, it's not going to be pretty. Um, <laughs> it's, he is too competitive for this, LSU man. You also got two huh? weeks, just saying. What? LSU also two weeks just saying yeah but they don't have nick saban so um <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> there's a big difference um brian kelly has not proven that he could do this uh, of course i've not had as much experience with brian kelly as i have with nick saban um but let's just say this nick saban has went up against brian kelly before and beat the pants off of him <laughs> correct. Correct. In a national championship. So, uh, correct. Yeah. I think with the two weeks off, 
I think Bama gets their act together, comes into Death Valley, and leaves smelling like a beautiful rose. And and give me the thirteen points, or was it, yeah thirteen points. I, I think Bama. I don't think they just like completely throttle them, but yeah, I think they win by at least two touchdowns, maybe even three. It's, I mean, Tennessee did it a few weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, you can't. I mean, even if even, even though it is at night, I don't know, man. Bama's just, they're still Bama, and it's still Nick Saban. So, Bama good. LSU, yeah, LSU has proven that they're better than we thought they were, but they're still not Bama. So, yeah. Wes? Well, it's it's no secret I'm, I'm going Bama in, in yeah. this one. Um, I, I think there's a lot going for them. I, I don't put as much stock into the bye week because every year, Bama and LSU both have a bye week coming into this game. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, this is a huge game. It's got a lot more at stake now that Bama suffered a loss on the season. So this is one of those where, uh, like Rob was saying, they lose this week, the season's over. Well, if Bama loses this week, season's basically done. Right? The, the hopes of playing for an SEC title and a, a national championship pretty much go out the window at that point. So I got to think that um, they're going to come out ready to play, even though it is at death Valley and at night. Uh, what's the spread in this one again? Uh, I lost it. 13. Uh, 13. Yeah. Get, give me Bama, but give me less than the, less than the spread. I, I think death Valley at night still has some sway. And I think it's, it's going to be a, a raucous atmosphere. Bama hasn't played well on the road. I think they get it done today. Yeah, I'd like to say that even if Alabama does lose, Arkansas is still going to put uh, Alabama in the SEC championship by beating <laughs> LSU the following week. So that's but, fine. <laughs> either, either way, um, yeah. So in the next game, we've got Auburn taking on Mississippi State without a coach. <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who the interim is. Has, has anybody seen who they? Hired as interim head coach. Who's who's, I, who's handling I, those boys right now? I heard somebody said it was uh, Cadillac Williams. I, I think really? he's a, a an assistant coach, but I I don't know that. That's unconfirmed. So you know, don't don't get me starting any rumors. That would be interesting. That's cool. Um, so Mississippi State is a thirteen point favorite. It is in Startville. Uh, Wes, what do you think? Yeah, it and uh, just confirmed it is Carnell Williams. So nice. uh, good Very for nice. him. He's uh, he's the interim head coach. I don't know what position he had prior to that, but uh, no wonder Tank Bigsby is doing so well. Uh, he's got <laughs> that guy on the coaching staff. Um, this is this is one of those games that a Mike Leach team in past seasons might lose to, uh, but something tells me. Um, the cowbells are going to be out in force. Um, Mississippi State hadn't had the, the the best season in the world. They're they're coming off back to back losses. I think they right the ship and uh, they get bowl eligible with a sixth win this week at home. And uh, give me the points. I don't I don't like Auburn without a without a captain of the ship. So uh, <laughs> and g- give me a two or three touchdown game. Yep. All right, Rob. What do you think? What was the spread again? 13. 13. Yeah. Um, give me stating the points. I I don't. 
I don't think this is like last year where Auburn, um, where they uh, got that upset. Didn't they? Didn't they upset State last year? Uh, I think yeah. so. And none of us called it because none of us saw it coming. But I think this year, with just everything going on, the the no coach, all of it, I I just don't see much. Um much from them so uh yeah I, I, I yeah give me state and give me the points man I just who and I agree Wes a lot of times this is where Mike Leach would trip up and and lose a game but that he absolutely has no business losing but without a coach, man, I just don't see that happening. Like even with Carnell Williams coaching, he's never been a head coach before. Um, unless it was like, you know, little league, um, <laughs> give me pop Warner football, whatever. Um, but yeah, give me, give me, give me state. Give me leech. Um, give me the points. All right. Last game, South Carolina at Vandy. It's in Nashville. Uh, South Carolina's a seven point favorite. Uh, Wes, are you going to – these are two of your favorite East teams, aren't they? They are, yeah. I've got an aunt that's uh, and an uncle that are alums of South Carolina. But Vandy, man, it's, it's hard to hate on Vandy. Um, they still with, – with South Carolina losing this past week, Vandy's got a shot to, to kick them while they're down and, and maybe finish with a bowl. Um, so, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to say – Vandy pulls the upset at home and, uh, you know, a Beamer ball takes another hit, but Vandy's got, uh, four wins, two to go. Yep. Uh, Rob, who you got? Uh, no, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Beamer on this one and all of the seven. I, it's, I, I mean, I, it's possible. I just don't see it happening. Um, I, I think, I just don't think Vanderbilt's there. Yeah, I agree. So the, the seven point spread is, it does not indicate. I, I think South Carolina is a much better team than Vandy. Uh, and so I think they bounced back after last week. And even though Vandy played Missouri the week before last pretty close, I think uh, Beamer, honestly, I think South Carolina is a better team than what they showed last week. I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, but yeah, give me Beamer. Give me the points. Um, only one top twenty-five game we had this week from the other conferences was Wake Forest at number twenty versus number twenty-one NC State. Wake is a five-point favorite. Wes, who you got? Mm, Wake is a five-point favorite. Let me let me see who who's who's playing at home. It's at NC, it's that. at NC State. Oh man, give me the Wolfpack. Give me give me the Wolfpack outright. I, I, I like NC State. I don't know why. There's they're one of those teams from another conference. Wake Forest is kind of on on that same level um, of enjoyment watching them play. But NC State is one of those teams that uh, jumps up and, and nips teams that are you know having a good season. And Wake is having a good season, so NC State's going to put a stop to that. Gotcha, uh, Rob. Yeah, I, I agree. Give me NC State. Yeah, their only losses were at Clemson and at Syracuse. Those are two yep. pretty good losses, man. Like, sorry. 
probably maybe the two best teams in the ACC. Um, yeah, give me NC State and to win outright. So, all right, cool. Well, that's fun. So, I'm glad we all got to enjoy Auburn's uh, Auburn's demise this week. So, that was nice. But anyway. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, just remember, brothers, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And we'll see you in the tavern. Mm-hmm.